Welcome back to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad and Mark with Mr. Brown. And welcome back. Canadian Biggie. And returning. Mongo. <laughs> Just like it should be. And we're out of control right now because yeah. uh, we were trying to get our audio going and there was a problem. And it wasn't my fault. Hey, listen. Biggie. It's if your it's, fault. If it's not trending already, everyone start, uh, t- was it tweeting? Is that what it's called? Excellent. Xing. Oh, that's right. Xing. Mm, sexting. So we're scissoring. If you're Xing, you're scissoring. Hashtag fuck Chad. Make oh. that trend. We're 34 seconds into the show. Yeah. We couldn't couldn't get a minute in. No. Fuck you. <laughs> the things I do. <laughs> I'm tired. It's been a long couple days. I'm trying to make you comfortable, brother. You, know, you not comfortable? You need another you, pillow? You know what helped me was we, we took a load off because we brought someone on the show today that kind of helped us out. Absolutely. So we, had, we have a guest later on. It was uh, Ryan Thomas from the Thomas Takes uh, podcast. And Biggie, you uh, started having a gripe with him. Like, we talked a lot of baseball. And we even got into, like, some MMA and baseball. We don't more, mostly baseball. MMA and then it went to hockey for yeah. a second. And, and if you guys That's know, when it took the dark turn. And if you know what his voice sounds like, please message us and let us know. But he talked hockey, and we asked him who the second best player was of all time. He went Connor McDavid. Who the fuck is he? Thirty-one years yeah. old. Now, now, here's the thing: I can name ten NHL guys oh before I get to Connor McDavid, and they're current players too. And that's the thing: I should have sat down earlier. When I did, we went to a black, oh just God. like Sopranos back in the day. He seemed like a really cool guy, but there's no way in hell Connor McDavid's your number two. <laughs> Take a deep breath. <laughs> Don't how, you, know. how do you? How do you follow that up? We didn't even get to talk about like Biggie came back from North Dakota. Like we just jumped right into this. He's coming because, back like Pepe Le Pew. Uh, I, I will tell you that we talked to <laughs> Ryan, uh, and he's he's going to defend his Connor McDavid statement to you. Yes. So we will we will add that to the show. I don't have it yet. Uh, but you can rebuttal next week. But listeners, we are going to get a rebuttal and place it at the end of the show. I look forward to it. <laughs> how was it north of the border? Yeah, how was uh, that? That one, well, his shot was a little south of the border. That was like one in boxing where they take a point away. Oh. Connor McFucking David, you kidding me? So when I was Dakota. in North Dakota, the skies were clear. All them wildfires had moved to our side of the country. Uh, I got to tell you, when you pull it straight out of the ground, that crunch is really good. He, that video of him with the carrot. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, it put me in a way after watching that. I, I couldn't breathe for a minute. You know, the thing I enjoyed the most about being back up north was that when you're out on the farm, you can see every star in the sky. And even if you if you live out in West Virginia, even if you live in the boonies, where we're so mountainous with the trees, it's really hard to see the full sky unless you go way up tall. I really enjoyed that. I drive around, have Boston on the on the uh, Boston. What song? Oh, I'm sorry, Boston, the dog. Oh, <laughs> I thought you're like rocking. You could have doubled down right there. Boston with Boston. Well, no, we were listening to Boston, but I brought boston which is a golden retriever with bad hips and that was my that was my co-pilot so it was boston but boston. no boston's pretty great that dog will lay in the freaking uh whatever you're gonna drive whether it's a tractor a semi or side by side he lays in it because he knows you're gonna get in it so even when it's like 97 degrees outside and he's like <laughs> he won't move because he's waiting for you to come so we would drive together and he'd just throw his head into me oh yeah yeah you didn't do this as once 
No. <laughs> Ten days worth of ride. Went to Eric Church with my doctor. Supposed to go to Brad Paisley, too. Had a West Virginia hat. I was going to do the whole deal. North where he's Dakota coming, he's State doing the Herbert Hoover thing. North Dakota, North Dakota State, State Fair. Fair. Yeah. Uh, the Brad Paisley didn't work out. Went to Eric Church. Here's the coolest thing ever. My daughter. Now, I don't buy merch from concerts, right? My daughter, her grandmother gave why, her some money. Why don't money. you buy merch from concerts? Because it's so overpriced. And I already like you. So we got to get there early. And we're like from me to the wall. I told you guys this. Like, I can grab our just fucking nuts if I want to. Exactly. We're that close. Anyway, she goes over and she's looking at the merch. Because we got there. As soon as gates opened, we're running inside. Like, I'm 42 years old. I'm over 300 pounds. My fucking boobies shake. I'm running to the front of the stage because my daughter wants to be there. So we get there, and she's like, all right, there's nobody behind us. I'm going to grab merch. So she comes back and throws her shirt at me, and she goes, as I start to open, she goes, Dad, this is a shirt I think you would have bought for yourself. I open it up, and the front of the shirt says, Eric fucking church. <laughs> I'm saying, my God, you came straight from my ass. I would have bought this shirt for myself. <laughs> Greatest concert I've ever been to. Oh, my God. And then he played for two and a half hours, and he... Dude, it was a 10-minute long spring sting, and then he came back out. Amazing outdoor concert. It was awesome. Welcome back, baby. Hell yes. This is why we missed you. With that, I'm just going to so, take a deep breath. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, play our interview with Ryan, and we'll be right back after uh, we, we just uh, take in all that Biggie story time. <laughs> that was great. I'm so- sorry. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got Mr. Brown here with me, but, you know, we're going to talk some baseball, and we decided to go to the bullpen. I don't know. We tapped somebody on the shoulder, made the phone call, picked up the red phone. This guy's kind of a big deal. He's been in the entertainment business for nearly a decade, like bringing to you hard-hitting podcast episodes, but his name is Ryan Thomas, host of Thomas Takes Sports, based out of Buffalo, New York. All things Buffalo, all things New York, except for he is a Red Sox fan, which is very odd, but I love it. <laughs> but we have a really good Red Sox fan that, you know, lives in Boston and doesn't, or, you know, he likes the Yankees. Yeah, so it happens. But anyway, wow. welcome, welcome to the big show, Ryan. How's it going, brother? It's going great, guys. Chad, Greg, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate you guys having me on today. I've been looking forward to this for quite a while. Right, so I got to ask because uh, Mr. Brown has this uh, work of passion, Greg, here uh, with the baseball group, uh, America's Pastime for the Love of Baseball. Cheap yes. Uh, so you're you're definitely involved in there. What What is your thoughts on the outside looking in? Uh, what is your thought on that group? I love it, actually. It's, it's one of my favorite Facebook groups that I'm a part of. I love the kind of uh, nostalgia posts that I see from time to time gives me the chance to kind of go back a few years. I think that's the best part about sports sometimes is being able to go back and look at, you know, players that you grew up idolizing, reliving a lot of the the best moments that you you grew up watching. And whether they're players you love to hate or players you love to love, um, I, I get a good sense of that in that group. And even some players that I didn't have the privilege of growing up and watching, players from my dad's era, my grandfather's era, uh, that's pretty special to me, and that and that's what makes baseball such a special sport. It it kind of uh, transcends from generation to generation, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, that was well put. We're gonna talk some baseball. That's, <laughs> that was well put, though. I think it's the the best sport for that because just think about the record keeping. Exactly, there, there that's is a great no, point. There is no other sport where you're like uh, pitcher McPitcherson in 1884. Had 15 strikeouts and 
gave up three ground ball outs, and it's yep. all in the box score. <laughs> so like, I, it's crazy. I'm, I'm gonna do one better for you. This is happening in real time right now. This yeah. is crazy. So we have a we have a follower out there, Jason Snodgrass. You've seen the name. Okay. Right? So Jason's a big Cubs fan. Look at this. He just texted me, uh, and because the Cubs and Reds are in a series, and this was last night. Instead of watching the game, he ended up going back and watching this, and he sent me this picture. You talk about nostalgia. Well, I got those. Is that, the old WGN, is right? that is that Sean Dunstan? Is Sean that Dunstan and uh, Steve Bichelle? I think is how you said oh, it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like that's the, that's Cubs, so it's Cubs. it's the nostalgia, man. Like we love right. it, and like here we are with a playoff race going on. The Cubs are on fire, but yet that's a sentimental piece of baseball. He just wanted to tune <laughs> into for some reason. Oh, I love it. It happened. That's awesome. But uh, that that being said, uh, I, I want to go to you guys being, you know, you're the baseball experts. I'm a Reds fan that is just pissed off because the Reds decided they didn't really need to do anything at a trade deadline. That's cool. Let's just cash it in. But, you know, stick to the plan. They got right, right, right. everybody else has given up the farm and they're not. But we did have a lot of activity around the trade deadline. So just uh, big winners and losers for you. And And I will definitely – Greg, Mr. Brown, give you the second uh, you need to go off about the Mets because I'm sure you probably oh, got plenty yeah, to I, say I there. But let, let's go. Let's go to our uh, guest first. Just uh, big sure. takeaways, winners and losers. Sure. Honestly, I would say, I don't know. I, I would say the biggest loser is, is the Los Angeles Angels, um, and and that might be a bold take. They did add pieces, so you'd think, well, if a team added pieces, why would they be losers? But they, they didn't trade the ones that they needed to trade uh, for the life of me. I think the message in LA, at least with the angels, not necessarily with the Dodgers is the wrong one. I feel like they need to move on from Shohei Otani in order to get any return for him. There's no chance at all that Otani is going to resign with the angels. I think, I think even Shohei knows that I, I think even uh the 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 team the, the guys on the team know that there's just no chance so why hold on to him and, and try to make a run when they don't really have the bodies and mike trout on the il kind of in purgatory you know on and off the on and off the diamond if you will but when he's on the diamond he's still a really good player that I feel like he's kind of stuck and stranded there as well so i feel like the message around that team should be a lot different than what it is and feel like they need to get something for two of the best players in the game that they decided not to. I'm going to tell you, Trout's not going anywhere, but I agree with you right. 100% on Shohei. Right now, well, it was before it hit the deadline, is their maximum efficient return what they could have got, could have got for Shohei. Like every time they wait, now if they go to the winter meetings and they make a trade, they're going to get less than what they would have got two days ago. Right. So – Unless they think they're legit winning the World Series, what but, are you? But what, even what, to that, no, no. What are you doing? What are you doing after right. that either? You know, I mean. So listen, I seen the Angels' pinnacle of this season. I was in Denver, Colorado, when they beat the Rockies twenty-five to one. Like I'm telling you right now, Shohei is a robot. He's not even a real person. <laughs> he he, said, he said there, he didn't even stretch. He don't ups. stretch. He don't do anything. He gets out there and stares awkwardly at the crowd. While, Tra- mm. while Trout's doing his, you know, his running and all that, and then Shohei <laughs> just stares like a robot. So I'm not so sure he's really human. Mm. That's, that's I would agree. Hey, I, I hey, would agree. We learned that aliens are real. It can't happen, man. There's no <laughs> way this man can do what he's doing on a diamond. If aliens are real, 
I believe the Japanese could construct the perfect baseball robot. I'm that's not true. ruling it out is all that's I'm saying. True. That's true. So, I, uh, I, I, yeah, and I, I agree with you on the whole thing that he's not human. I mean, I do get a kick out of the debate. Like, he's doing things that haven't been done since Babe Ruth. But let's be honest, with Babe Ruth, he wasn't wasn't hitting dangers off of 103-mile-an-hour pitches like Joey Otani is, you know, 120 I, I, miles I, out of the park. I, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> babe, babe couldn't hold his jock, man. Like, this no, is a whole other level. Like, people right. want to compare it to the Babe. This is nothing we've ever seen, period, ever. Right. I agree. I agree. It's I, great to see. I, I think the the pause, though, is just because it's so un- unprecedented. How do you even predict how much longer it goes on? I know. So let me ask you this. How many more years does he need to perform on both sides of the ball before you're like, he's in a Hall of Fame lock? Oh, I'd say he's a Hall of Fame lock right now. Right now. In, in my, right now. Yeah, I would say I would say – I would say by the end of his career, there'll be no shadow of a doubt that he's the best player of his era. There's there's no doubt in my mind. And that's even a bold statement, too, because I think right now a, a pretty underrated facet of baseball is the fact that there is so much young talent. Oh, I don't yeah. think there's ever it's... been as much young talent in the game as there is right now. I mean, between Otani, Julio Rodriguez, Bo Bichette, I mean, I could go on. We, and we, on. we don't have time. The show is only yeah. so long. Uh, I mean, you're, no, you're, you're absolutely. There's a lot. Right. There's a lot. There's man. a lot. There's a lot. Devers, my guy, Rafael Devers, of course. His you know, boy, De La Cruz, there. man. De La, De La Cruz. Hit exactly. a home run tonight. Yep. <laughs> so, Ryan Thomas from the Thomas Takes uh, Sports Podcast is with us here. And, I, you know, since we're talking about trade deadlines, I noticed, you know, not trying to call him out for uh, plagiarism. But his uh, logo there kind of looks like the Ranger. <laughs> just saying. You know what? I've I heard was a that Rangers before. Fan. Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, we're hey, no. we're not we're not going to report uh, <laughs> any. We we're, we're good. Uh, but that being said, did the Rangers? Uh, you know, did they go all in enough? Or are they uh, kind of the AL favorite at this point? After Man, the, if, you tell me. If there was one winner potentially, I would say it was the Texas Rangers. And and honestly, their season this year has been much better than what I thought it would be. I know a lot of people are kind of walking on eggshells over what they did. Um, and, and really, it comes down to whether Max Scherzer can be Max Scherzer again. I mean, rough today, outing today, rough outing, rough outing, right? Rough outing today. So if, if he can't get it turned around, that could really actually hurt their chances in comparison to them even trading for him. It's almost like they, they might have actually made their team worse at this point with the Max Scherzer that they're actually getting at this point in Max Scherzer's career. That whole experiment with him and Verlander together in, in New York was just a complete disaster. And and I wonder if Verlander's the same guy that he was last year, if Scherzer was the same guy that he was. But they got so much young talent on that team. Adolis Garcia is one of my favorite players, very underrated player, I feel. So you know, they, they could get it done as long as Scherzer stays healthy. My guy, Nate Yavaldi's out there. Hopefully he can come back soon. Um, they got some good pieces for sure. I'm going to be honest. I think the Verlander experience uh, part two is going to be much more uh, in tune than the uh, Scherzer situation. Yes. 100%. I feel like you put Verlander in any, you put him in Houston. It's like he just goes back in time. Mm-hmm. But the best meme I saw in the situation was, is in the movie uh, Batman, was it uh, Dark Knight? So then the Joker's like, he breaks the pool stick in half, and he says, we're going to have tryouts. And he says, I only got open room for one. That's the Rangers and Astros right now getting Scherzer and Verlander. And I want to see how it goes down to the wire. Mm. 
I yeah. mean, it's it's going to be exciting for sure. Uh, I I think uh, the other side of that though is these teams that sold off. Are you? I I got to ask just are you, either of you guys surprised by anybody that did sell off? Hmm, you know, the Seattle Mariners. To be honest, uh, that was they, an odd one. They they made a lot of moves that I didn't expect them to make. Um, you know, the St. Louis Cardinals as well. They traded Jordan Hicks to to uh, Toronto. I love Jordan Hicks. I feel like he's he's just starting to fall into his own and maybe he needed a change of scenery to, to get to where he needed to go. Um, but man, I, I thought those were two teams that shocked me that, that sold at the deadline that I didn't expect really. I know the Cardinals haven't had a good year, but the pieces in particular that they didn't trade over the ones that they did, that's what shocked me, you know? So. Let's talk about the teams that like had the weirdest deadline and it's, it's both teams in New York. So let's start with the Yankees because they've been in the playoffs 21 out of the last 25 years. It's the Yankees. They make the playoffs. Right. And they, they usually beat the twins and then they've been choking out for the last 15 years. It is what Choke it against is. the Red Sox. You know, right. it is what it is. So, but the fact is, is it not weird? And like when you're watching it, like the Yankees didn't know what to do. Like I grant AL East is loaded. Everyone's 500 or over. But then, like, they're like, what are we going to do? And they didn't, they just stand pat. They didn't do anything. Yeah. Big mistake. Big mistake. Um, I definitely feel now more than ever, people are starting to finally see the difference between uh, George Steinbrenner and his son. I don't even yeah. know his son's first name. I can't even think of it. And that's, that might be part of the problem. I can't even think of the son's first name right now. I, uh, I'm going to Google it for you. I'm going to Google it for you. <laughs> but um, that might be part of the problem in and of itself. He hasn't done anything to really stake his own name and stake his own claim on the team and take ownership of the team since George has passed. And really these Yankees it's are Hank. Not... Hank. One of them's Hank. Hal. It's Hal, Hal, and Hal or Hank. Yep. Yeah. I thought it was Hal. I wasn't sure though. So I don't want to get it wrong, but so, yeah, Hal Steinbrenner is just not, he's just not it. And even more so, I feel like Brian Cashman has overstayed his welcome far too long. They're more willing to fire Joe Girardi, potentially Aaron Boone, but the GM is the guy that's hired those guys that they're firing, and yet he still has a job. I, I don't understand that. Doesn't make sense to me. No. So I oh, was good. I did I was throwing my hand up because uh, the stupid gnat wouldn't get out of oh, my face. I wasn't trying to jump in line. <laughs> All right. So that's the Yankees. But the biggest deal is the New York Mets. All right. The Mets are gonna met. Mets are gonna met. Be- between Scherzer and Verlander, they are paying those teams 87 million dollars for those pitchers to pitch against them yeah i get that but for some reason i feel like it's not the same old mets because they would just eat these contracts and players and not do anything no they're getting prospects i can't believe like they just abandoned it that quick. Like, no, I mean, I, I can because the product. I don't, I, I wasn't even done yet. So that was two, 87 million. All okay. Right. The Mets, all right, are paying $131 million to players who don't play for them, which is higher than 12 other teams' payrolls. Higher than the Reds. <laughs> Most of those guys are retired. They're not even playing baseball. Like Robinson Cano. Bobby Bonilla, the the funny right, joke right, on that right, one. Right, right. Some he of those guys, vanilla. some of those guys aren't even playing anymore. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, I, oh, it's crazy. I I have a uh, 
few friends that are Mets fans, few friends that are Yankees fans. Growing up in Buffalo, I'm the outlier. I'm a Red Sox fan due to my my grandfather's, you know, massive fandom for the Red Sox. And, um, you know, I talk baseball with them all the time, both teams. And, you know, the Mets are 55 and 55, somewhere in that range, wins and losses. And the fact that they did just kind of throw in the towel, proverbially, throw in the towel on Scherzer and Verlander, I thought one of them would be moved. I didn't think both of them would be moved. But I guess if you're trading one, you're not going to trade the. You're going to trade the other one in a sense too. That's kind of how I felt about Otani and Trout. Like if you're going to trade Otani, why leave Trout to to be stranded still? You know, I get it. He's got a big contract, but these contracts can be moved. It's baseball, right? So I, I definitely feel the Mets are trying to just turn back the clock and get younger. And I don't think they're going to be a good team. For, for quite some time. I think it's going to take a little bit. Francisco Alvarez is a good catcher, good hitting catcher, which is rare. Brett Beatty is a is a decent third baseman, um, obviously good at, good good with the stick as well. So there's reasons to be optimistic about some of the young guys they have. But, man, these Mets were supposed to be one of the best teams in the NL this year, and the Braves just knocked them right down to, to, down to size, you know, right? Here's the- and, and it's It's a crazy story. The, the Mets won over 100 games last year, just as the Braves did, finished with the exact same record. And they add Verlander to the mix, and you're thinking, wow. I mean, they were a lot of people's preseason darling to win that division. Right. Um, and it just didn't materialize, I mean, for different reasons. And I, I almost – I feel like Scherzer's completely done. I don't think he has anything left. Yeah. I, mean, I agree. Maybe being on a team with uh, a chance to do something can – Stir up some magic. But that's it. got roughed up today. Yeah. But the fact is, I mean, the Mets were willing to pay so much money, and they actually was like, Steve Cohen has so much money. He don't know what to do with it. Multi-millionaire. Yeah. So and, he just pays baseball no, but players he says, lots of money. I will pay like $23 million to Scherzer's deal if you give me Lacuna's little brother. He's handing out. He's handing you know, out. got him, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's handing out checks like it's hush money. Well, then he's like, I will pay $52 million of Verlander's money if you can give me two of your outfield prospects. And yeah. they did. So, so is he's it, getting prospects is, back. Is, uh, Jesus. Is Acuna's brother uh, going to be the real deal? He's 21 years old in double A. He's hitting about 315. Oh, uh, he's younger. No, 21. Okay. Uh, he's got 42 stills. Um, not a lot of power. In, middle infielder. Yeah, he's more, more of like a contact hitting you know, obviously with that average, but Smart fast, bug. fast yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah, fast kid. And and I I mean, obviously he's got the genetics on his side with his brother and everything like that, but it's really tough to come into the league as the brother of Ronald Acuna. I mean, he's yeah. he's one of the best players in the game. And it's it's crazy. Like like, you know, as we've gone through these teams, think of teams that I'm shocked that made the wrong moves made other moves stuff like that and then i'm thinking of my own team the red Sox, and i'm i'm honestly a little bit disappointed that they didn't make a move really at all when i didn't have big expectations for the red Sox this year and i feel like they've been far better than what i thought they'd be um with justin turner he's 38 years old and he's having a great year devers obviously one of the most consistent hitters in the game um they bring back james paxton the, the big leaf i didn't expect him to ever be relevant again and, and he's pitching pretty well um that's that's disappointing it disappointed me obviously i have biased rooting interest but i expected my red Sox to do a little bit more at the uh trade deadline than what they did but they didn't 
it didn't surprise me because only for what you said is they've overachieved all year long. That division. So to me, uh, I think they're just happy that they're right in the mix for the wild card, and I think they're just going to see what happens. Because I mean, you just got to get in. Um, but they don't overcommit, right? right. I mean, because they know they're overachieving. I think that's kind of what Cincinnati. One hundred percent. Just. But the funny thing is, I'm telling you, if I'm a Red Sox fan or a Yankees fan, I'm more excited to be a Red Sox fan right now. The Yankees, yeah, me too. Like they, they just, <laughs> what is their strategy? Because it just seems like they pick up the most random pieces. The Yankees, like, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. Like Yankees, what are they? What type? What type of team like, are they trying? I don't to even feel like it's ran by Brian Cashman anymore. It don't even seem like it's the same man from like ten years ago. Like he's just living off uh, his prior resume. He's just putting in Chat GPT suggestions. Yeah, exactly. Just That's go it. from there. <laughs> this is this is what AI is going to look like, kids. Yeah. You don't want the Honestly, strike zone, and you don't want it running your front office. The, there are so many. They, Steve, you know, people can make fun of Steve Cohen all they want, but he just found a way, right, to get out of bad contracts, bad contracts. He he assumed some of them, he made some of them, and and he's finding a way to get out. He is digging a hole while doing it, and he's paying money to get out of it. But the Yankees are stuck. Like they are stuck. There's no value. For a Giancarlo Stanton, like there is for a Scherzer, like there is for a Verlander, there's no value at all for guys like that. Josh Donaldson, Josh right, Donaldson's right. been been past his prime for probably about four or five years now, and he's still on the New York Yankees. So it just seems like the demand to win and the demand for like excellency is just not there. And and people used to make fun of George Steinbrenner for always going out and buying players. He wanted to win. I mean, yeah. I never, I never looked at that as a slight. I looked at that as he left no stone unturned to be competitive every year. And the Yankees haven't really been competitive. I mean, I know you mentioned a stat that they made the playoffs, but they haven't won a World Series since two thousand nine. And and at the end of the day, in New York, that's really all that matters. No, as a baseball fan, my son's going to return fifteen in April, and he don't know what a World Series championship is for New York Yankees, so it's crazy. That's, that's great for me. What what kind of world are we living in where he don't know that? <laughs> Secondly, that the New York Mets have so much more money than the Yankees, where they're like, ah, oh, fuck it, we screwed up on this. We'll just cut the guy, or we'll just trade the right. guy and take the prospects and pay you half their salary. The Yankees are like, we can't do that. We've signed him. We got to play him. We don't have the money just to cut him. You know, like, what kind- how are the Mets more rich than the Yankees now? You know what kind of world it is? It's a beautiful world. That's what that is. Dogs and cats living together. Uh, You said it, not me. Yeah. Uh, So uh, joining us is Ryan Thomas of the Thomas Take Sports Podcast out of uh, Buffalo. And, you know, you had a Bill's background on there earlier, but tell everybody about your show a little bit. Tell us uh, how long you've been doing the show and and what what do you like to talk about? (laughs) Yes, yes. So. Um, I appreciate you guys having me on once again. And of course, um, my show is the Thomas Take Sports Podcast. I love to discuss all things Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Sabres. We have a really awesome community here in Western New York that rallies around their sports teams, unlike any other. Um, as sports fans do, yourselves, myself, we like to travel, right? I've had the opportunity. Awesome different football games and maybe it's because this is home for me but no fan base does it quite like buffalo they, they and, and i say that for those that haven't experienced it for those that have only seen it 
through flame jumping off of rvs and stuff like that it's just the community they're as dialed in as any and uh, i really love to kind of serve that fan base that's given a lot back to me um allowing me to you know have and support um as well mingle with fans and go to certain events and things like that it's been a real treat these last seven years that I've been doing the show. And I like to discuss the bills pregame, postgame, you know, fantasy football, you know, NFL in general, uh, baseball, as we just discussed, of course. And the Buffalo Sabres are also a big part of the lifeblood of, of this, of the uh, Western New York community. So um, combat sports as well. Uh, and mixed martial arts, you know, UFC, uh, boxing as well. Uh, boxing is having a resurgence now that not many people ever expected myself included um so it's it's a really great time you know for me to for for me to continue to do what i've been doing and uh it's been a lot of fun i've had a lot of fun with it so i don't i don't know if you know this or not but the only reason why we have you on the show tonight is we did have the godfather booked who uh you know but he wanted money and we got you but anyway the godfather once went by um you know, comma. He was the ultimate fighter. It was like when they tried to have uh, that little gimmick there. But anyway, that was terrible. I, I I bring that up, kind of back to the the UFC stuff. There there was a big weekend for UFC and boxing this past weekend. I there mean, was I, massive I, weekend. Yeah. I didn't even realize it. Yep. I tuned in. I got to see both main events, and I was like, "Holy crap! Is this live? Is this really happening right now?" So, uh, what what was the <laughs> what was the significance about those events? Well, going to the UFC, the UFC always puts on the fights that the fight fans want to see, and they do it in the nick of time that they want it. And everyone wanted to see Justin Poirier and and Justin Gaethje do it again. They fought back in 2018, and as the you know WWE famous Jim Ross would say, it was a slobber knocker. The yeah. first fight between the two of them, <laughs> right? And um. Right. So both of them going at it and five years later, they get the chance to do it again. But there's more on the line because both guys have become so much better since they last fought each other. And they fought a lot of the same guys as well. So the chance to see that they needed to make it even more special. And they have this BMF badass mother title. As, as, I ask as, about it. Did you know that? Fill in the bad, blanks. Bad, and, have a bad motherfucker title. Oh, yeah. What it is. Yes. And, and, it, and it's one that you know, it's really essentially the fan favorite fighters in the sport fight for as, as Jorge Masvidal was a fan favorite who just recently retired. And what I thought was really cool about it was Jorge Masvidal said, well, hey, if this is the belt and it's moving forward to two other fighters to in, a, in another weight class, you know, not Jorge's weight class, can I put the belt on whoever wins it? And they allowed him to do that. Justin Gaethje got a highlight reel knockout, hence the nickname Highlight. And um, they put the belt on, you know, Jorge Masvidal put the belt on Justin Gaethje. And essentially what that belt is, is it's a it's a number one contender belt. So he's going to get a title shot probably in the near future, I assume. Um, I, I would hope he does. I think he deserves it. And um, we'll see him fight probably Islam or, or Charles Oliveira, whoever wins that fight in October. And then in boxing. Well, real quick. Do, yes. I got I got to stop. So sure, sure. <laughs> one. Uh, the the fact that it's not a recognized title and they let it, but you know what it's like? It's like old school WWF, like the Intercontinental title, like the Ultimate Warrior wins it. So now he gets Hogan at SummerSlam. That's what they're <laughs> doing. It's genius. These guys are, they're billionaires for a reason. And then they are. I, 
the the highlight of the night was Herb Dean. Yes. Dude, have you seen yeah. this? Herb Dean comes flying in. It looked like Scooby-Doo feet when you see it, man. He's on the other side. Duke gets knocked out, and Herb Dean comes sliding in, almost takes his legs out, like, to save yeah. this dude from a murderous beating while he's unconscious. Oh, wow. I got to show you the clip. It is amazing. He was, he was late. What I would refer to that as he was late getting in between. So, But, but shot, it was, he wasn't. The shot was a Hail Mary. Job. I mean, yeah. yeah. He, he wasn't, wasn't ready. A, yeah, he wasn't ready, and no <laughs> one would be ready. I mean, it was a head kick that was just perfect timing, perfect placement. And Dustin Poirier was crashing to the canvas. And then Herb Dean has to do like a, a second base slide, if you will, uh, into, into saving Dustin Poirier. Yeah. He just showed me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, that was fantastic. Uh, so anyway, the other, other big event was yes. in Boston. Yeah, so, so, yeah. And then as I touched on it, you know, the UFC is always about putting the fights on that the fans want to see. Whereas the one gripe that I think I have had with boxing over the last 15, 20 years is that it takes way too damn long for us to see the fights that we want to see. And Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence, two welterweights that were obviously the two best in their era, took them six years to get in the boxing ring as people demanded it for six years of time. And finally, we got to see it. And it went the way that I always thought it would. Uh, I think I was even impressed, more impressed by terrence crawford's performance than what i even expected dude it was but like I thought the he best, would win. they said it was the best fight of his career uh 100 and like this is his title fight i i don't watch boxing like we watch the big fights i didn't even realize sure. i was like oh I'm, I'm tuning in for this and even my wife was watching it like oh my god because he was just he beat him pillar to post. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, they had to call it while it was on his feet but i it was just like throw the damn towel yeah. i mean yeah, it was it was a brutal beating. It really was. It, it was. Looked, it looked like I don't know. How old is Crawford? Crawford, I believe, is thirty-five. I'd have he to look, look that up. But. Looks like he's forty-seven. I mean, just <laughs> and he's out there like, let me show you something, young man, and just proceeded to take him to the woodshed. It was amazing. Like I just, I picture it like just a paternal lesson. He just wore him out. I mean, I think I think he he lost the first round and everything else was just so one sided it didn't even matter. Right. Yeah. And Errol Spence is now being told that he should retire. I wouldn't go that far. It was a would really you ask rough for a re form. would you ask for a rematch though? Wouldn't ask for a rematch, and and he did, despite yeah. you know everybody saying he should retire. He, Errol Spence actually asked for a rematch at a different weight class so i don't know what's going to happen with that i don't think it's going to happen the fight was so one-sided i don't see the draw the appeal maybe if errol spence gets a couple wins and and terrence crawford gets a couple more wins maybe they could do it again but i doubt we'll ever see it it was so definitive you know so definitive that first fight see man this is why we brought him on the show i didn't even know we were going to get this insightful boxing and mma dialogue i I think we just found our uh insider for uh, yeah we're we're gonna have to get the red phone installed anytime we need it to to be answered but ryan do everybody uh here listening a favor and inform them just how often you put out your show and and where can they find it yeah so of course um wednesday nights which is tonight obviously i'll be back on all my social media uh thomas takes sports podcast Whoa, YouTube. It's thursday. it's thursday pal or no yes i'm sorry 
<laughs> Thursday. You're not Thursday doing night. your podcast. You're doing <laughs> our podcast. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Th- Thursday nights. Uh, usually I do either either Thursday nights, Sunday nights, or Wednesday nights. That's what I was trying to get out. Usually Thursdays tonight, doing it tonight. Then I'll do Sunday, then Wednesday. So I'm on three days a week, man. I really love it. I get to spread myself out a little bit when I do three different shows in one week. I can do the Sunday stuff for football, the Sunday stuff for MMA, if there's a big fight on the Saturday night. Um, And then the Wednesday show is kind of like the the pre-fantasy football Wednesday waiver wire, where I talk about like who you should pick up, why you should pick them up, and things like that. So Mm. we're getting into all that. I'm working on a... uh, fantasy football magazine for 2023 it's going to have rankings it's going to have insight and that'll be done probably second week of august so in a couple couple weeks yeah next next week couple weeks so if we got an opening don't ask you is what you're saying no you should Ah, (laughs) yes well well, let us know when you get some of that out because we'll definitely uh send it out to some of the followers and let them know what's going on definitely thank you what what is uh now i could retract all that goodwill here just depending on this next answer what is the name of your fantasy team usually what do you like to go with this is important so obviously my, my first name is ryan ryan is an irish name um grew up watching notre dame football on saturdays ryan's fighting irish that's what it is. Yeah. Hey, at least he's committed to it. You can't commit to a damn name. <laughs> hey, uh, I've been the Green Bow Packers for 20 years. No. Oh, that's awesome. You were Zombie Al Davis. Oh, Zombie Al Davis in the middle. That's awesome. Yeah. I like one. There's one that's out that I've seen. Digs in a blanket. Like pigs yeah, in a blanket, like, yeah. but Stefan Diggs. I yeah, like that. I like, I like that. that. <laughs> I think my favorite one I ever saw was uh, I can't remember who did it in our league, but it was uh motorboat and them TDs. Yeah. That was uh <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. was great. I can't even remember what I was last year. Exactly. You don't have a legacy, son. I have the title, I have the strap. No. Can't tell that's awesome. He hasn't got it, so he's mad. It don't matter how good my team, I always lose. Great regular, great regular season performance. I'm like the Braves of the '90s. Only I can't, <laughs> I can't win the one. A lot of Hall of Famers on that team, though. That's all yeah, that matters, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they know when I'm coming in, it's going to be a struggle that week. <laughs> all right, so rapid fire. We're going to wrap up and let you go. I'm just doing this off the top of my head to see what he says. So, sure, sure. Uh, give me your favorite player that's ever played in the NBA. Oh, it's got to be MJ. All right, give me yep. your your second best hockey player of all time. Not your favorite, but Gretzky's the goat. So who's number two to you? McDavid. Mm. Yep. Biggie in the background said Lemieux. How do you feel about that? He's up there for sure, but I think Connor McDavid's the next best thing to Wayne Gretzky. Connor McDavid is such a fantastic name. Yeah. All right. It is. He ain't got the resume, motherfucker. Thank you. Who's your top three quarterbacks in the NFL right now in order? Quarterbacks in order? Yep. Top three. Uh, I'd go Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. Mm. Well, Burrow still. Well, Burrow's hurt. <laughs> He's all right. <laughs> He's all right. <laughs> all right. Who's after Burrow? Burrow would probably be Herbert. Herbert. It drops yeah. off, though. I don't like Herbert. I hate him. No. I'll put, I Hertz, like Herbert. I'll put Hertz ahead of Herbert. Well, I like Hertz. Yeah, Hertz too. Hertz too, yeah. And you Hertz talked about uh, baseball talent, man. I feel like we got quarterback talent running over right yeah, now. It's yeah. it's a good time. <laughs> yes. We, we don't we don't yeah, have a – NFC. Well, yeah, that's the only conference I care about. 
our guy Josh Allen's our, our guy Josh Allen's ready for this year. I went to training camp. They looked really good yesterday. Mm-hmm. So that's what everybody says. Been saying that for they five. Years. Everybody's still talking about that picture <laughs> of Stefan Diggs staring at the Chiefs. Like that's going to yeah, be. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But hey, they got the same group, same guys willing and ready to take take over. I I don't mind it. I'm ready for it. All right. Well, Ryan, we appreciate you joining us. We're going to uh, actually play some voicemails that uh, came from people that wanted to come on the show, but we weren't confident enough to bring. So uh, don't don't <laughs> confuse these next voicemail messages with Ryan. He uh, was not that opinionated about Aaron Rodgers, I promise you. But, brother, thanks for coming on the show. And uh, one more time, shout out the show. And where can they subscribe? They can subscribe on YouTube, the Thomas Take Sports Podcast. Follow me on Twitter, at Ryan Thomas Take, and Instagram as well. I love Instagram, post stories, all that stuff. Awesome, man. Well, we appreciate having you on, man. Thanks again. Thank you, guys. Awesome time. Thank you. Appreciate you. This is where we're going. But I'm turning it back on. No, his opinion, (laughs) my opinion. He's a hockey guy. I'm not. I just, when I think top five hockey all time, Connor McDavid is an absolute stud right now. But I don't even think of him before. I think of four or five other guys as far as the history of the game. So I'm just sitting here and... Joe Namath was so sexy when he was naked when he was younger. What's that other email? What's up, guys? This is Caesar from Kansas. Um, here's a hot take for you guys. I think Aaron Rodgers is the biggest fucking pussy ever. I think he's going to fucking shit the bucket with the Jets. He's just a big, fat fucking vagina. And yeah, that's about it. Fuck Aaron Rodgers. Go Vikings. We had to had to take a break there after uh, Biggie was informing us of uh, potential <laughs> felonies and assault and batteries that might have committed. Future Netflix specials. Let's leave it at that. I, you know, don't say that because if anybody wanted to have their own Netflix special, it would be Biggie because yeah. that's what he watches. You love uh, informative murder porn, right? Here's the thing. They say if you enjoy true crime to relax, it's a red flag. I say that shit is like a gold flag. It's like the golden ticket. Fuck you. Biggie's feels today. Yeah, it is. Uh, so speaking of, we just uh, played a voicemail. Uh, you guys got to hear about a fan that got these uh, feels. And, you know, the Jets are on preseason football. We got NFL going on. But, uh we just got to hear uh, someone spread their uh, love for Aaron Rodgers. So just uh, thoughts on the NFL. We got football back. Are you excited for it? Is is this just like yawn? Like Turbo Tommy, who's not with us, was excited. So you know the voice. You heard a voicemail, correct? Yes. So yes. what's your take on that? I mean, is he on point about Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I think so. You feel the same way? Oh, yeah. Like Give it till week five or six when they're like one and four, and his receivers aren't where he thinks they should be, and you'll hear the same Aaron Rodgers you have heard before when he says, "Well, they won't drop any top guys," and he plays with whoever they 
you know, they get them. It's it's the exact same thing in New York, only it's going to be magnified because it's New York. Right. So you were on vacation. We talked about last week where he restructured his contract and took a pay cut. $35 million. So is that the same Aaron Rodgers, or is this a guy that's invested? No, in that's a ploy. That's just an F you to Green Bay. It's, just, it's, it's his pettiness. It's pettiness. He's I that think. petty. Ayahuasca. It's Ayahuasca Rodgers. Ayahuasca Rodgers? Yeah. Is that I don't understand. That's what he was smoking was the ayahuasca. Ayahuasca? Oh, that's right. Way to look that I didn't know what that was. Yeah. Ayahuasca. There's all these people on the Jets and they're gonna win twelve games this year. And you're looking at Aaron Rodgers with the Nathaniel Hackett who couldn't run shit oh, and just goodness. got called out by Sean Woo! Payton. And you know that was big time for Sean Payton to go on the record as a coach with it. Robert Sala, who's never won anything, and every DC in San Francisco <laughs> gets a head coaching job thanks to what their drafting does. John Lynch, thank you. Uh, these guys are gonna all of a sudden turn the Jets, who haven't been to the playoffs in a decade, into a twelve or thirteen win team. Like, get the fuck out of here. What's what's your win total? I just said seven. I was gonna get made. I was gonna be eight, nine. I mean, it's a it's a tough division. Like, Dude, that, you, that you got the Bills who on a bad year are gonna probably win eleven. You got the Dolphins who, if Tua stays healthy, win at least eleven. You got the Patriots who are in that same eight or nine, five hundred type uh, range as what I think the Jets are. You said blasphemous. For me, it's I a question. The Patriots will be last place. Ludicrous. For me, it's you want to make a bet on that? Yes. Do all I right. What do you want to bet? Patriots are lap plays. What do you want to bet? You just got to wait, Mongo. No, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss this at a future date. Okay. Before the season No one live betting. There's too many people get in trouble for betting right yes. now. We got to lay low. At a future date uh, before the season starts. Okay. All right, fair. No, do I believe in, a, in the Jets coach? That's the question. Uh, do you believe in Rodgers defending uh, the offensive coordinator Hackett after Peyton threw him under the bus? That's pretty, that's uh, what's he going to say? Well, it's his offensive This is a new Aaron Rodgers, I'm yeah. telling you. He usually doesn't speak up. I, I'm a Bears fan. Him so defending like, a coach? What? Dude, he went full Will Smith. Keep my coordinator's name out of your mouth. Slap. Verbal. I'm a Bears <laughs> fan, so I have to Bears. I have to not like him. But uh, He owns you guys. He yeah. does. He owns you. Not anymore. Now Jordan Love owns us. You're already setting those expectations? Uh, yeah, I'm a realist. I mean, I think it's Kirk Cousins owns you. You're, you're good. Either way, you're getting owned. You know, Biggie, did you watch Quarterback yet? I have not. I'm going to watch it tomorrow night. Did you finish it, Mongo? No, I haven't finished it yet. You haven't finished it yet? All right. We'll, we'll save that for another day. I, I, it's the, the Kirk Cousins uh, thing that's been going around. But we we'll do it next, Wednesday, or next Thursday. All right, what about your uh, Mr. Uh, personality for the Chiefs? You know, Mr. Everywhere, the media guy, the podcast host. Travis Kelsey is the only guy who ever had a bachelorette show about him and didn't leave with a woman. Dude, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I forgot that wow. even existed. Wow. I forgot that was a thing, you know. And, and so here, here's the deal. Travis Kelsey. When, uh, when good friend of the show, John Rocker, was on the show. Did he leave with a woman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he did. Yeah, Travis Kelsey so badly wants to be Gronk, an absolute badass NFL tight end, a motherfucker who would have been a Hall of Famer as a left 
fucking tackle because you're that goddamn great. He wants to run that fucking mouth because he wants to emphasize who he is. I got He ain't him. Relax. I'm not trying to get you all on Gronkowski here. Kelsey is good, though, man, and he is that guy. You don't want to hear it, but Kelsey will pass Gronk. So here's the thing. With his his health and the offense he plays in, he'll have better career stats than Gronk, and he has an amazing ability to get open. What I think of Kelsey, I think of Jimmy Graham, a guy that plays tight end, but actually he's just a bigger, slower wide receiver. Receiver. Jimmy Graham's still in the league. He, uh, just, signed the, playing, he just signed to the Saints, didn't he? I think Kelsey's amazing as far as what him and Mahomes yeah, I think, do. I think he re-signed with the they're, they're always on the same page. They see the they're defense the same way. I just whenever people talk to me about tight ends, you got to be able to block, and he doesn't well, do that. Here's the weird part NFL. for me with the Chiefs: you, as long as you have Mahomes and Kelsey, the rest is going to fall into place. They've already shown that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's, I mean, it's ridiculous. Fan. It is yeah. I saw a stat last year, something like. Uh, he has no other tight end had had five 1,000-yard uh, receiving seasons, and he had, and he had them all in a row. Hmm. Let's check out. No, that is correct. <laughs> You're a statistician, big. Oh, yeah. I think it's six now after last year. I think it's six 1,000-yard seasons. Mm. He says, I no. can confirm that. <laughs> it does compute. Numbers-wise, guys won't stack up to him. With the um, offense he plays in, the quarterback he has, the coach he has, plus the fact that he's a really good football player, it's just not going to stack up. Just I, I get frustrated when people talk tight end because well, you should be able to do more. Than- you have a reason to have a gripe because people will overlook the fact that Gronk was an incredible blocking if tight end. You look at Jimmy Graham and – just mad because both Mahomes and Kelsey are going to be the goats at their position. For yeah, the you can see it happening. Mahomes that's has a chance. Gone. Uh, Gelsey, you're going to eat a dick. That's a, that's a, that's a uh, debate. That will be a debate. It will be, it Brady, will be. Brady and Gronk versus Mahomes and Kelsey. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. And I'm, Chiefs are passing that train. I'm telling you right now. People talk well, about Gronk like he's passed his prime and done. One thing that's interesting is him and Kelsey are the same age. Same yeah. age right now. What gets me, and that's what makes Gronk so much better. At the same age with Gronk, out of the league, retired, and back for the year, we're having the same conversation. That just shows you how dominant he was when he did play. That's how much better of a player he was. No one's saying that. I bet you Gronk could pick up Taylor Swift, too. Mm, Now, there you go. Uh, He wouldn't get shot the fuck down like that bitch did. He did last week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If Gronk wanted to party with T-Swizzle, she'd jump on his party boat. I bet. Is your favorite episode of Family Guy the one with Gronkowski on it? Yeah, it's in the top five. Biggie, I'll give you this. Listen, at the end of the day, they're both going to have legacies. The only difference is Gronk's Wikipedia is going to be way bigger, and Kelsey's pro football reference is going to be way nicer. So congratulations. You got one out, too. Did you just call it Wikipedia? Wikipedia. I can't believe uh, old boy said vanilla on the vanilla. 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 Bobby Vanilla. I was trying to say that Gronk will have the better legacy as far as living the life, but Kelsey's going to have the better football stats. Yeah, because I mean, and the offense is. I can't say the league's continuously. I can't say I'm mad about Gronk because why wouldn't you want to live the better life? Yeah. (laughs) I'll say this. Uh, My my question with. Kelsey and Mahomes is how much longer does Andy Reid coach? Two Super Bowls. Even if he does, I think it's going to be fine. 
You think they're a different coach and they continue the same way? Okay. I, if I they come from his umbrella. I don't okay. know. I mean, probably. But you know what? Well, like you look the at the coaches. The enemy moved on. Uh, what's his face was dog shit in Chicago. Come on, bro. You tell me about Holmes, who's going to be probably the GOAT. I just said he's going to be. He's had this many years under Andy Reid, and he moves on. He's going to make changes. He makes adjustments. So he is who he is at this point. And right now, he's, I mean, he's a It don't star. matter who's coaching. Yeah. I, I believe in Mahomes, but I also think Brittany could cut his right hand off if she got really pissed in a fight when they were drunk. I'm not debating that You need that to watch quarterback. All. I'm not uh, debating that. I think, you know, the the thing that Andy Reid will give him is that little bit of edge because the, the, the margins of victory are so slim. Like, just – Andy Reid's one of the great offensive minds in the history of the league. Like people – go ahead. This year, I mean, anybody that coaches the Chiefs at this point is now like Phil Jackson. I mean, you have to have a figurehead. They're going to win with or without you. I mean, yes and no, but I, I, man, I just think the the value of those masterminds, like, there's only so many great coaches, and Andy Reid, I think, is one of those. I look at Andy Reid, three points. I love Andy Reid. You know, is he worth three points a game, you think? If you look at his offense from Philadelphia to Kansas City, just look on the offensive side of the ball for that period, he is that good. The only thing that you, you, you wouldn't like. Is to be a running back and be in the system. Yeah. That track record's pretty clear at this point. Don't be a running back for Andy Reid. My point is, you put Mahomes in Miami back with Tyreek and with Waddle. What kind of numbers is he putting up? He ain't going to need Andy Reid. No one even has to show up. They're just walking out there with, like, flannels and shit on. I don't know what they're wearing. They're wearing polo. I think they'll still, I think they'll still be good, but I don't think they'd be at the point to where Bro. you could just consider them the lock for the title contention. I think if Mahomes went to Miami, they would be the overall Super Bowl favorite. Now, right now. now, if now once once Reed's gone and then they still do it, then yeah, I'd have to shut so up. So you move Mahomes out of Kansas City. Reed's still in KC. I think he's still a, a really good player that's going to put up saying, amazing names. Dolphins neighbors. would be the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, because it's just like him and Tyreek Hill. Well, you're putting him on a really good team with yeah. a good defense and a good coach. Put, you put, put him, him on, on the, the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals. How many games <laughs> they win in? Six? Uh, at least 12. Oh, no! Yeah. No way! Yeah, I'm telling you. The quarterback is the most important player, but to Mr. Brown, he's definitely the most important player. I'm telling you, they win 12 games. Your muscle midget MVP for the last five years sure as hell couldn't, but he could. <laughs> Uh, how's Calamari! Calamari! How do you still feel about Calamari? Calamari! I'm, I'm proud that I predicted the sport he was going to play in, but after that, you on your own, brother. Man, you got to be glad if you're I'm him. Short you too, were man. the first one that was on him to the I, NFL yeah. that I remember. I feel bad for you because I'm in the short club, but, I mean, I wish you the best. He knew what the, he knew what the A's were uh, going to be bringing there, so <laughs> – the only reason why we're talking about Kelsey is because he punched a dude in practice. I we didn't even talk about that. Is that is that just more cameras stuff that happens all the time? Everybody needs to calm down, or is that a bigger deal of the NFL's new bad boy? It's a bigger deal because he's Travis Kelsey. If it was some other guy, you wouldn't heard about it. Yeah, um, I don't know. Is there any was there any fallout from it? Did they hug it out, or I don't know. Did they cancel the rest of uh, <laughs> the organizational are they, practice? Are they the Golden State Warriors this year? It's hard to breathe sometimes having these conversations. But, uh, yes, the, absolutely. Dude, I wanted to ask just because you got the NFL All-Fame game tonight. Who is it, Biggie? 
Jets and Browns. So I think uh, we saw because we were wondering would would a a Ron at least like take one. We snap? did not tune in soon enough to looks see like, if he took the opening like, uh, series. The internet says Zach Wilson was the. Right. Uh, you at least want like three handoffs and then go sit down. Just one. Just say you. Just as an organization, <laughs> at least you can show that he wore your jersey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's all downhill from here. I mean, right? Like, remember this fanfare? Although, you know, this could be the new loyal Aaron Rodgers. Maybe he was just a New York guy all along. Maybe he just had that empire state of mind. If they get Dalvin Cook, I mean, you still still did did you see where he showed up and they were like the fans were there to like chant his name and shit? No. So like Dalvin Cook, he went to the Jets uh, practice. He wants to sign with the Jets, even though they've got that uh, second-year guy. Uh, Can't think of his name, but was Um, hurt last year. The dude from uh, Iowa State. Um, What's his name? What's the running back? He he ate the ass out of West Virginia. I remember that. (laughs) 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 Oh, that guy. It's not. It's not Montgomery. That's the one on Chicago. It was. It's. uh, It's the next guy who killed us. Oh my gosh. It'll come to us. Mm. All right, so Mongo, why don't you look that up just so we're not morons about it. But uh, do, you, do you get excited for NFL preseason at all? It's only three weeks now, right? You only get three games? I don't get excited for it other than, uh, you know, the season's coming. If you're a fan of, like, a team like West Virginia like we are and there's a guy who's on a roster you think might make it or might not, then you would pay attention. Other than that, 53-man roster, 40-man 46 man on game day that's pretty much decided there's like maybe three spots up for grabs in these preseason games now special team spots Brees hall Brees hall he looked good until he got hurt yeah um signing sign that that sign would mean he he would have time to they get Dalvin cook and give him time to get back healthy yeah, because mm. he did get it was like a knee injury, yeah, right? Yeah. And it was so it was. Let's say they give him the same type of deal Barkley got, which he probably wouldn't take. Well, they don't have to yet. He's still he's a couple years behind, so they can wait. They don't they don't have to pull the trigger there. Which I don't I don't know what the cap space is like in New York now because of all the saying, stuff like, with uh, like Rogers. Think they give him at least a one year deal. They become I one thing I think is they become a bigger contender with him taking less money. Uh, I mean, everybody knows high-paid quarterbacks usually don't win the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, to his greatness. He's um, the exception. It was double, I think, what the next highest-paid quarterback to win a Super Bowl was. But that's how great Mahomes is. Yeah. He, he He's the exception, not everybody else is that. Too, which is, you know what I mean, right when he won it. it right. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. Yeah, that's why well, I, you, yeah, you look at Windows. everybody – has what his contract will pay him, not what it was paying right, him. Right, right. It's just what year do you win it in? Yeah. Most um, quarterbacks don't win a Super Bowl outside of the rookie contract. This is the least money that Aaron Rodgers has taken uh, with the salary cap being where it is uh, well, since his rookie contract. You you look at those guys. You get Rodgers, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Herbert just signed a huge deal. Uh, to a, a bunch of young quarterbacks who are supposed to be the next guy, that's when you're supposed to win. That's when you take you win and build the rest the of your team. Yeah, You earn the payday. Now all these won. guys got that payday. Well, Burrow, Burrow hasn't got, got that payday been, yet. but Remember him, your boy? Yeah. Best agent in the history of the game. Goddamn Scott right. Boris who? Yeah, I think Scott Boris. It says Scott Boris who? Oh. <laughs> hey, Sphincter says what? Sphincter says what? <laughs> 
So I have a question for you. We're talking NFL, I know we're going to transition here. Last year, Lions, boy, they finished the year. They kept the Packers out of the playoffs. I saw where uh, Dan Campbell actually wanted to have a live Lion on the sideline. Yeah, as a I'm mascot. so glad you brought up the Lions. <laughs> Bless you. While, while, you're, while you're talking about that, the Lions, Just blew my heart for, out. The, for the first time ever, sold out their season tickets for uh, the season already. That's how the optimism is in Detroit right now. So, so that, now is the time to do a live line. I agree with you 100%, but the thing is, over here looking at Mongo, like, dude, he's a diehard Bears fan. So, like, you have Aaron Rodgers leave the division. It's wide open. We're talking about the Lions. We're talking about the Vikings. We sure as hell ain't talking about the Bears. But, so, he's as depressed as I am. But Bears fans, they man, they're real mixed on fields, aren't they? They are. I mean, I think he's a decent quarterback. I just don't think we're there. Um, you know, trading for a mediocre. You didn't like that pick. Don't don't act like you did. You've been very vocal about it. Justin Fields. Yeah. yeah. You you like him for fantasy purposes, and that's it. That's it. Ohio State. <laughs> not for wins. Yes. Ohio State quarterbacks have not had a good record. All right. Hmm. Well, he's he's not wrong there. Like Alabama quarterbacks have been like that up until uh, Tua, really. Yeah. But. I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens with Fields, but everybody's acting like he's going to make this big step. Uh, we saw Brock Purdy, I guess, is cleared to practice. Yeah. Uh, they um, they showed a video of Trey Lance doing drills. Did you see the the drills? I have not, but it's for trade bait, correct? Like they're rolling with Purdy no matter what. Yeah, dude, he he was overthrowing these drills. Oh, like, so like you're gonna trade that. Like, it, I, and you know what I mean. Up. It's just practice. Maybe it was whatever, but like, was it, that the joint one with the Cowboys. Uh, it was just him doing a drill over okay. on the side. They probably are scared to let him play with others because he's so yeah, fragile. Yeah. I mean, he gets hurt like crazy. But, sharp objects. Yeah. Uh, the the Cowboys. That was another thing that was. I just now thought of that. Dak Prescott talking about he uh, not going to have more than ten interceptions. Or no, what did he say? I'm not going to throw 10 interceptions this year. At least 17 um, by Thanksgiving. <laughs> he just said not 10. It can be more, right? That's fair. You don't agree? You just nod your head, baby. That's, well, I think, I, that, I, I think that Dak is about the 23rd best quarterback in the league. But he low. plays for the Cowboys, so they want to amplify him. Trayvon Diggs and what he was talking at ish to Dak a couple days ago, he was correct. That's what takes that team down. You give that team a real quarterback with the rest of the pieces they have, they could actually win a championship. Instead, they're going to compete for a playoff spot. And because it's the Cowboys, because it's Jerry Jones, they're going to get amplified. I think Dak is just one of those average QBs, you know. And if you're on a team that's talented, you can look pretty decent, you know. And, and that's what a lot of guys are. Um. I don't know if I put him that low, but he's not. I think it's hard to argue that he's a leader. He's great. You can say he's had so, problems. You know what Dak like is to me? Let's hit home here for you. He's Andy Dalton. Yeah, he, no, he's that I mean, QB on a good team who does just enough to look good, but it's only because you've got those other parts. Those are those teams that can always beat up on, like, the also-rans. That's they're, why they're 9-7 and seven or 10-7, and seven, whatever the, the you know what FD I mean? is they do with their dumb stuff now. Like, like the, the, the Bears could end up being decent this year, but, like, they're not going to beat the elite teams, right? But no. they could end up having a good record if they beat up on some guys that they should win, you know? 
There's Ben, a, ben a, Fields all of a sudden might be looked at like maybe he's got a chance. I don't know. Running qu- quarterbacks don't really win the Super Bowl either. We talk about high-paid quarterbacks. Uh, he could be a passing quarterback. He just didn't have anybody to throw to last year. Um, but running quarterbacks, it doesn't look good for him. Mm. Well, uh, last quarterback I want to ask about just because Biggie wasn't here and we were talking about Mr. Unlimited last week, uh, you know, because of all the Nathaniel Haggett stuff. So now that Peyton's even airing some of these grievances publicly, do you just got a prediction on Denver next year, how, how Russ looks and maybe a touchdown to interception ratio? Yeah, so be specific. What's Denver's win-loss record and what's Russ's TD to inter- uh, interceptions? They're eight and nine last next year. He has more touchdown passes than bathrooms this year. He throws twenty or twenty-two touchdown touchdown passes with uh, fourteen, fifteen picks. Eight and nine. They battle the Raiders for last in the division. Yeah, it is Chiefs, Chargers, and then it's Raiders, Broncos at that like eight or nine, yeah, like you know eight, nine, nine, nine and eight, away. seven and ten, somewhere in there. So I said. Uh, what did I say for mine? I think I said uh, 27 touchdowns, 19 interceptions. Yeah, yeah, something like that where he, he does throw a fair amount of TDs because the they're trailing late. Yeah. But, yeah, 19, 20 picks. Yeah. yeah, I like that. In range of outcomes, would you be surprised if they – well, I, I don't think anybody sees him taking the division, but if they came in close to the Chiefs, would you be surprised? Uh, I would drop my pants surprised. and flop my wee-wee out. <laughs> Like, there is no that. way on God's green earth <laughs> Nobody. they should finish any better than third in that division. Let's just say. And that's only because the Raiders are in there with Josh McDaniels. Your boy. Yes, my boy. He's a great offensive coordinator. Yeah. He's another one of those guys who is fit to be a coordinator and nothing else. Nathaniel Hackett. Listen, I'm just here to talk about the Raiders so I don't get fined. <laughs> Did the Ra- was it the Raiders or was it the Broncos with the guy that just got in trouble for gambling? He might do like two years in prison. We Broncos, to assume Raiders, but it was Broncos. Yeah. Oh, we did put that thing up. Uh, somebody did the um, most arrests uh, per team since 2000. Did you see that? Uh, yeah, that was interesting. Did, were you? Wasn't surprised? that actually like a congressman? Well, no, somebody was out. Big, I looked at the wrong He's not formulating his thoughts correctly. What he's trying to say is a lot of people wanted us to put Congress up as a team to see where they would rank in comparison. Oh, okay. But we don't like to talk politics on here. Uh, but Denver was number one. They were uh, 47. So they're, they're just uh, they're defending that top spot without looking. Can you guys uh, figure out the, the next top five of the most arrests since 2000? I, I'm going to say the Patriots are in the top five. The Patriots are not in the top five. Okay. Give me the uh, – <laughs> You feel that one, though, as a fan? Well, I, I feel like Aaron Hernandez deserves like ten times what he did. This is since when? When does this start? Uh, since 2000. And the you, pa- you Patriots are like – first thought is on yeah, this? Yeah. Think hot weather. Think hot, hot weather? Hot yeah, weather and weather. Yeah, we're <laughs> – a lot of bad decisions happen down there. Yeah, and now so think about those teams. They Rams, most trouble. Raiders, <laughs> Dolphins, Bucks. Yes. So the Bucks, Cowboys, Bucks are in the top five. Cardinals. 
The uh, Miami? Not, they up there? No. That's surprising. I was going to say Miami. I know. Well, Minnesota's got to be in the top five. Minnesota's number two okay. with 46 arrests. They are Man, that on. boat party still holds on. Dante Culpepper, baby. Yeah. Uh, Tampa, you guys named. They were number uh, five, so you're just missing three and four. They're AFC teams. Very odd. Buffalo Bills. No. That's the fans, not the players. That's yeah, true. Shoo. Who day, baby? Oh, there you go. You know the Bengals. You know how they do. Yeah, that's true. And the uh, they do have that, they they have that reputation. Yeah. I did see uh, Chris Henry's son uh, committed to Ohio State this week. Is that uh, good or bad? Well, it's good because he got an offer from Ohio State and he went there. It's bad because he could have went to WU, but we suck we're so not, We're not bad. in any state to uh, recruit legacy right. players. Exactly. Uh, and then, uh, so you you were right. Number four is a southern team, hot weather. It's a Florida team, but I wouldn't think Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah. Wow. Okay. There's just not enough to do in Jacksonville. We got to commit like crimes. Bad decisions are made down south. Yeah, but explain Denver and Minnesota yeah. up there. That's because you're so depressed from all the snow. There's not I guess. Do. Well, there's plenty to do in Denver. The NFL just don't let you do it. This is true. Yeah. That's not it's fair true. at all. But. All right, so Mongo, just before we wrap up, I'm asking you as a Bears fan, we're talking about preseason, if it's even worth it salt watching. With fields and development, do you get anything out of it or do you, could you care less? I still like it. I rem- I, every, every year, I'm so hungry for the first preseason games. <laughs> I usually forget about the Hall of Fame game, but then that first weekend of preseason games, I'll watch them. I'll watch till the fourth quarter when there's the guys that aren't on the team anymore. I just love it. Yeah, I mean, everybody gets a shot. I'm in the process of making a video. I got five together. I was going to do a top five. I'm doing a top ten of uh, worst preseason game injuries in NFL history. Do you got any that pop? Where, where are you getting them from? Where's your top ten from? Uh, it's it's a list I've con- con- contained, I've built. Oh, okay. uh, so I'm going to make the video, probably have it out this weekend. But I wanted to see if you could maybe tell me what your, like, ones that you remember, notable preseason. Kajana Kata. Yeah, that's on the list for sure. Do you remember him? Vaguely. Big, big hype. Number one overall pick for the yeah. Bengals out of Penn State. Uh, Kerry Collins, uh, Kajana Carter, Bobby Ingram, Rose. They were that 1994 Penn State team where Sanders just sticking it in people's asses. They had an Indian zone at the same time. What he's saying is they went undefeated. Uh, so, anyway, he blew his knee out and he never, like, amounted to anything. Okay. It was just bad, but. Uh, I have one I'll mention, but do you have any that? Not not preseason off the top of my head. Do you have one? No. All right. What what about you guys? Got to remember this one. Rodney Harrison played for the Chargers. Came in, destroyed the quarterback for the Rams. Trent Green laid there on the turf. That's a reason I cut one. And we're gonna have his agent on next week. <laughs> That's a, that's a good segue. See how that worked? I set it up yeah. and Biggie, Biggie delivered. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we will have uh, Kurt Warner's uh, former agent, I guess, next week. Yeah, Mike McCartney. Yeah, but, Son uh, of Bill McCartney, uh, national championship winning coach. But, yeah, Kurt was one of his, his guys. There you go. But, um, yeah, you wouldn't know Kurt Warner if not for uh, that preseason injury. So, this is why Aaron Rodgers didn't uh, start for the Jets in week one. You know, give it time. But the thing, too, we you look at so much at preseason as far as guys making the roster at the 50, 52nd player, why the Bills for years and years of Marlevy 
Jim Kelly never played a preseason game, neither Thurman Thomas, neither to Andre Reed. Yet somehow they went to four straight Super Bowls. The preseason but they doesn't could matter. Win them. Maybe they would have won if they played a preseason. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah, they right. Peaked, they peaked too early. Mm-hmm. They weren't ready for the long season. Exactly. They needed that week 16 or 17 lull to get back in it. But, all right. Um, I'm ready for some Mongo News of the World. Are you ready for some Mongo News of the World? I've been waiting all night for this. All right. It's Mongo. He's back, and he's got his news of the world. How do you like that? I like it. I like it. News of the world for the week. Yeah. What do you, what do you got? I mean, it could go anywhere. The, the show is in your hands. We do just... have some, some wor- news from other countries this week. <laughs> Starting off, though, here at home. Global. Paul Rubens, the actor who was famous for Pee-wee Herman, has died at the age of 70. Man. I didn't realize he was that old, to be honest. I know, man. I what did he a- die from? Did he die from old age, or did he have a disease? Oh, or cancer. Yeah, cancer, cancer. right? He kind of hid it, kept it a secret. Oh, okay. Really? Because, you know, he was so He didn't keep anything else to begin with. What's the old dude's name? Lawrence Fishburne, is that his name? From the Matrix. He was in Pee Wee. No, he was yeah. Oh. He oh, was the yeah, cowboy. Yeah. That's the biggest surprise in all this for me, is like that dude played there right along with Pee Wee. And that is like a thespian. You know, he's not just an actor. Lawrence Fishburne could do like Shakespeare in the park. Yeah, you know? he's got like that James Earl Jones voice. Like he's right there. Pee Wee dying the same time that Barbie comes out, it's just perfect. That's like his going away party, I think. Yeah. All right. What else, Bradley? Or Mongo? My mistake. Who else? Who else do you remember that from that show? What other characters? Oh, you got some others. Um, Oh, like the touchy feely chair. Anybody remember? Yeah. Hi, zombie. Yeah. (laughs) That's freaky. You'd sit down in the chair and <laughs> the, it would add arms. It would hug you. Essentially, like thirty years later, that's what Chad tries to sell on people. <laughs> Easy now. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the guy who uh... try this chair with the erection? <laughs> <laughs> it's my birthday. My dad said I could have anything that I wanted. And I want your bike. Remember that skit? The bike. What was that guy's name? Devo. Devo. <laughs> Whose bike? <laughs> So the, the you mentioned the movie Blow. This is, yep. You say it's his best role. I haven't even seen it though. You know what it Bradley, is, Bradley? You need to go home and do your homework. You know what it is? I mean, if it's Blow, I imagine it's a movie about cocaine. Do you know who's the star? I do not. Holy shit! Never heard of the movie. Johnny Depp. Really? Yes. Do you know who Johnny Cruz. Depp's wife is in this movie? Obviously, you don't, dude. Chad's gonna tell you. Penelope Cruz. Great, yeah. great movie. Great. Yeah, fantastic. It's very well put together. It is, but he was talking about how he's never seen the movie Blow, the Biggie reference. Oh, what is uh, Big White Dude, American History X? Edward Norton. No, not him. Big White Dude. The other dude, he's in Blow. He goes out to the West Coast with him. I can't remember. Oh, come on. This is going to be one of those things you look up after the show. Yeah, because yes. we're going to move on because Biggie's not hijacking the show. On. Well, when I say those things, no, you're not hijacking and he show. doesn't Go. know I get disappointed. Sorry, sorry. move on. Paul. I mean, I mean, Paul Rubens. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> uh, Freudian slip there. Was possibly more famous uh, for his 1991 arrest yeah. in which he was caught masturbating and came on the back of someone's head in a movie theater. <laughs> During the showing of an adult film. Yeah, to be fair, it wasn't an adult showing. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I don't think you expect that to happen. Like, why are you going to an adult showing? You don't know the shit that goes on in there. Mm. Well, it's like I heard this thing, and it was like, fair game. Who do you trust more, Casey Anthony or (laughs) Pee Wee Herman? It's like, well, Pee Wee Herman, I know what I'm getting into when I go there. I don't think he intended you to know that. (laughs) I'm just saying. It's just because he got You know what you're getting into. He wasn't forthcoming with that information. Ironically, Bill Cosby came to Ruben's defense. At the time, Game. he said, "Whatever, whatever he has done, this is being blown out of proportion." That didn't age well. <laughs> well, but what did was Cosby referring to an incident in which Rubens was masturbating as blown out of proportion. Human <laughs> 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 oh, oh, A little good. fun fact I didn't know: Rubens was <laughs> at one point roommates with David Hasselhoff. What? <laughs> He brought down the wall in 89 when they were singing. He was a huge hit in He's Germany. He brought the wall down. More importantly, he lived with Pee Wee Herman. What's more impressive? Yeah. He brought the wall down. That's more important. He, I know what you're talking about. He had the light-up jacket, David Hasselhoff. On the wall. Like, yeah. The Germans loved him. <laughs> I remember, Biggie. I thank you. <laughs> so, you know, since we're moving to another country, and in other news this week, can I ask a Paul Rubin's question? Since you seem to know more about him than anyone I've ever met in my life. Um, did he also get in trouble for child pornography, but he pled down? Uh, he had magazines that allegedly had pictures that could have been child pornography. Uh, that sounds sketchy, That's but maybe sketchy. not. Yeah. All right. I, I'm just trying to figure out, should I hate him? I think he had a good lawyer. That's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> Was that how it went? <laughs> Hey, zombie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, representatives from the Hangzhou Zoo. I've so, seen this. Oh, yeah, I know what he's it. talking I'll about. For it. Yes, the in, bears. In China. In China. In China. In China. In China. Are denying that their sun bears are really humans dressed in costumes. <laughs> did you see the video? <laughs> I did. And instead, that these are actually bears. <laughs> While the zoo is staying firm that Angela, the name of the bear, is indeed a sun bear. Chinese zoos have made headlines in the past for passing one animal off as another. This includes a dog that was dyed to resemble a wolf, a Tibetan mastiff that was said to be a lion, and a donkey that was painted with stripes to look like a zebra. The bear can be seen standing and waving to the crowd and is quoted as saying, some people think I stand like a person. But those people can fuck off. <laughs> Quote the bear. <laughs> Nevermore. Uh, you heard that, Ed? Bears. Now you're putting the whole station at danger. Oh. <laughs> Closer to home? He's smoking a cigar, too. Wait a minute. I, I got to ask. I got to ask because you all have seen the video. <laughs> is it a person or is it a bear? It is a person. It's definitely a person. <laughs> I was like, like, what did I smoke when I saw that? Yeah, yeah, it's a person. (laughs) Closer to home, not only do we have uh, incurable syphilis in Houston, previously mentioned Mm -hmm. on the show. How's there incurable syphilis? We talked about last week. Go listen to the show, fans. Yeah, but not only do we have that, we now have leprosy outbreaks in Florida. Leprosy, of course it's Florida. I love that. It's very humid down there. <laughs> For leprosy. Yes. Had you said a different state, I might question you, but since it's Florida, I'm going to take it as fact. That's a flesh-eating disease, correct? 
Yeah. It's of biblical proportions. That's what I'm saying, but it's, it's, it deals with humidity. I don't know. I guess it does. Yeah, feet. It seems like all, all that shit. better. Like when you get bit nice. by bad ant bugs, they're always from the Amazon. Like it's exactly. more the more moist you get, exactly. the more things you have that attack you. Mm, there's yeah. a price for living where it's nice. It's a flesh eating disease in Florida. Twitter X. Twitter is now X. Yeah, I don't like that. I saw where they had like complaints and shit because <laughs> yeah. of the X sign from everybody. Well, the move comes after Ruben's death making sure that he couldn't mistake the giant X on top of the building for a theater that he could watch porn in. Unload in. Uh, that's why people are complaining. You can't let it happen. 24 complaints, right, to the San Francisco City. X gonna give it to you. <laughs> I, I don't even want to use it now. It's it's just, I don't know. It's They still call it tweets, but... Yeah. But X going to give but it to X you. Is, uh, I, you know, the reason why he's great. why he's doing it, uh, this is real. This isn't a joke. Other countries, like, they got introduced to the internet when they all had phones. So, like, they have these apps that do everything. But we grew up with, like, fucking America Online and dial-up. So we were used to going to websites. We had the internet before we had phones. So we've always had different apps and whatnot. They don't do that in other countries, and he thinks he can make this work, and that's why they're rebranding it. That's the plan. They want it to be like one of them Chinese super apps. Well, like TikTok. TikTok. But more. Okay. Like everything's there. Anyway, there's my little nugget. Thank you for that. It was terrible. I'm sorry. So Lizzo and Cardi B made headlines this week. I, I saw the uh, Cardi B one. With Lizzo being sued by her tour dancers for allegedly, allegedly forcing them to go to a strip club in Amsterdam and eat bananas out of the uh, dancers' genitals. So I just want to say something before anybody else comments This is real news, by the way. If you are actually in Amsterdam, where my dad has been before, and he has told me some stories, if you have agreed to go to Amsterdam... You have no right to disagree with anything that happens since then. They have sex shows live on stage that, Chad, you could join in if you wanted to, and they would accept you. That's so don't talk is. about bananas, Lizzo. <laughs> Ironically, Bill Cosby also came to the defense of Lizzo, stating, who doesn't like banana pudding pops? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. When asked for comment, Lizzo stated she suggested rounds of pizza, lasagna, steak, nachos, double cheeseburgers, fries, and milkshakes through a straw, but everyone drew the line after the first round of bananas. (laughs) It's just the appetizer. (laughs) Cardi B was hit with a beverage thrown by a fan. I saw that one. After asking people to throw beverages at her because it was 105 out, <laughs> I don't know if you saw that part of it or not. I did. She, I did not. She asked people there are, before the show. She's out there working the crowd a little bit, and she's asking them to throw water on her. Mm. She, so she I, asked them to do are you it. Sure, she wasn't saying make it rain. No, you, there's video. That means of something her. different. <laughs> I saw the chick she hit with her microphone, who's now suing her. Well, uh, no, yeah. So she hit the wrong person. <laughs> Wasn't even the right person. 
it's like the palace and the malice all or the malice and the palace yeah in her response uh to doing as she asked she asked him to do it cardi b threw her mic but at the wrong person uh it wasn't the person who threw the drink uh, much like people in the theater with Pee Wee Herman, that fan didn't see it coming. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's just the give that keeps on giving. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Rest in peace, sir. That, that, is, uh, that is fantastic. Is that, is that all you got? That's all that, I've that got. Concludes that concludes the news enough? of the week with uh, Mongo. I was disappointed you didn't even mention uh, Lizzo fat shaming her uh, crew. Oh yeah, yeah. That that was part of that. The case they have against her. I thought him naming all those foods was part of that. Yeah, but like just <laughs> no, her. She told one of her. She's dancers. telling them that they're fat. Oh. Right. Did yeah, I read that right. Person that's supposed to be all about body acceptance. That looks like she could play defensive tackle for the Vikings. Oh wow. She uh, yeah. she she. Ref- Called yeah. one of her dancers fat. So yeah. this is me and Rose plus edition. Yeah. <laughs> All right, big and tall. Got it. <laughs> Thick and juicy. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but <laughs> she, she's a she's a mean mean person to work for apparently. Or very pleasant, depending on how you look. At how that. much you like bananas yeah. and other things. But as Biggie said, don't go to Amsterdam if you don't know what you're signing up for to begin with, right? I mean, for the love of God, there's four of us sitting here. You got freaking Google. If you're going to Amsterdam, you know what you're getting into. Uh, I've, I've seen Hostel. Hostel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, was, uh, that was a good one. It was, uh, was that mid 2000s? There's, there's, there's a reason the crime rate so low in Amsterdam because they let you do what you want to do. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder is that, is that overblown a little bit? I bet there. I bet there's still a little bit of control there. No, I bet there's still a little bit of crime. But I mean, like you can't like just. Chicago. I heard you can't even like just smoke weed in public. You can only do it in, like one of their. Yeah, like, like you're allowed to do it, but in this corner. Right. Yeah. See. Yeah, you can do better. Answer, I'm going to brag on Chad the Mark for a second. He told me a story about playing music in Columbus, and somebody just thought he was pro. It was a, it was a bank CEO. Uh, so I, I don't want to say too much about this story just because uh, there's another job that pays some bills, and it was just a long night. But, uh, yeah, we – you ever just hang out with someone at, like, the hotel bar? Yeah. You know, you know like, we, we've done that. You know, we've been – Mr. Brown, you and I, you know, go uh, fishing up at Lake Erie. There's always people we meet at, at those places, right? This was no different. They were a stranger. This guy just turned out to be a CEO and just uh, hung out with us till 4 a.m. and was buying drinks for everybody. That's awesome. Because we were playing music. It was uh, it was nice. Not, I'm still recovering from it, by the way. So uh, I hung out in a hotel bar in Columbus and played a game of sexual chicken once. Sexual chicken? Yeah. yeah I, 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 I'm intrigued. Okay. You, you have my attention. So I was there with my girlfriend, Beth, and uh, um, a guy comes up and starts hitting on her. Oh. Right in front of me. He doesn't realize I'm with her because we'll just chat up with anybody. We'll just talk. And so the guy is inviting her up to the room, hitting on her. She's like, oh, this is my boyfriend. He probably wouldn't want to see me with another guy. I, I heard it, and I was just letting it go. So at this point, I said, wait a minute. Yeah, I'd be cool with it. And then it evolved into this game where she was like, really? Yeah, I'm cool. I, <laughs> I feel like Mongo's getting something off his chest here, guys. You need to pay attention to this. 
Nah, so this just kept going to the point where this guy Shit. thought he was going to be taking both of us up. up to the room. Because I'm like, yeah, I'll join in. We Like it's a two for one. Yeah, she does not know. So right now as you're talking, I'm thinking fucking Kingpin. That's the only thing on my mind. Beth does not know that I'm I'm just playing around because I've got a stone. Oh, thing. like so you found out that she like wanted to get DP'd and didn't even no, know it. She does not actually. <laughs> oh, so. but but she was going along. I'm confused. This she she was not. She was wanting to see where my line was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you yeah. have none. I have no line. <laughs> you have no lines. <laughs> how, how did this evening uh, end? So the guy the guy goes off to the bathroom and he's like, you know, uh, you guys pretty probably shouldn't drive tonight. You know, you've had a lot. And I got an extra bed upstairs. You should come on up. And I said, no. I mean, I don't think she would do this. I mean, not unless you got like a roof eater or something. He's like, I don't have any of that. I don't have that. But I got a Kalanapin. <laughs> okay. What? And uh, what? He was teeing it up for you. He goes to the bathroom. He was he was ready to make this thing. He was ready. He, he was probably ready. do you think he thought it was like He thought it was going to happen. And so he goes to the bathroom and she goes I I don't what is going on? Beth says, <laughs> "What is happening right now?" Like, "What are you talking about? You be cool with that?" "No. No, I wouldn't be cool with that." Like with all of it or just being clonopened. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a catch twenty two because exactly. if I have the Kalanapin, then I'm okay with it. But if I don't, then I'm not. <laughs> so uh, I told her, no, I'm not cool with it. So when he came back, she said, "Look, uh, I'm not going upstairs with you. He's not going upstairs with you. Um, neither one of us are. I'm sorry." So the guy then proceeds to ask if we'll be his wingman and help him pick up somebody else at the bar, in which we did. That's a awkward but mutual understanding, I suppose. They could make a movie about it. They could. As long as somebody gets laid at the end. Well, they would, but it turns out it was uh, Paul Rubens and he just died. So <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, I don't know. I think that wraps it up for us. Let's Let let's tell call you about it a that night. Time I Met Paul Rubin in a book. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for letting us invade your ears once again this week. We appreciate you uh, subscribing wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back next week. We got a guest scheduled uh, once again, but no, we had a great time tonight, and I uh, hope you guys did too. We'll do it again. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye.